Welcome back to the Happy Hippie Podcast. This is the show where we explore different holistic ways that you can add more happiness into your life. If you are new here, my name is Amanda McCormack. I am a yoga teacher, a personal trainer, a nutrition coach, and I'm just a wellness girly. So I like to explore all these topics that have to do with just adding into our mental health, our physical health, and our spiritual health, and just elevating your life. What are ways, what are things, what are people, anything that you can add into your life instead of focusing on what you can restrict that can make you just a happier and more fulfilled being. So I'm posting this episode on a Thursday, which is a little different than usual. I always post episodes on Mondays, but this week I was thinking about doing an episode originally for Monday and it kind of aligns up with the theme of this episode, what ended up happening. I felt that I, I was kind of stressing. I have the way I do the podcast is I usually I'll either have moments of inspira- inspiration where I go and I automatically I'm just like, I have to get this out now and I'll get the mic and I'll kind of go. Other times I draft out episodes and I have episodes that I'm going to be doing kind of like pre-built in my notes and I kind of build on them or sometimes because we do nutrition and fitness I'll add in some science research in the background so it takes me time to prepare for some episodes so I have a mix of like those spur the moment episodes I do sometimes I do like the talking ones and other times I do more like research based and I really wanted to do a research based one I was going to do a little bit about balancing blood sugar and a little bit about all of that with meals and then I was thinking of doing a little bit different and kind of doing an end of the year like my favorite products type episode I still might do that in the future like beginning of January type thing but I was feeling this week with social media with my job um, I I run a business on social media but I also work for another business and then I also do freelance so I just have a lot of different things going on and I'm also doing some seasonal work this week um, in person so I just have a lot of different things and I felt almost that my podcast and my own social media I do out of passion and I found myself feeling like not enjoyable <laughs> during like the weekend I gave myself a break because I found that the way I was approaching it where it's like I have to get this done if I don't get this done type thing in my head I found that coming up again and I was like I don't want to put anything out in the world with that as my mindset you know that's the fuel behind it I would much rather put out something out of passion and put something out when I'm more like in a flow state of creativity so to do that I just told myself it's okay (laughs) I can step back from it I was still like doing work and creating things, but I wasn't forcing myself to post with the deadlines and because the only person setting these deadlines for myself was me. (laughs) And I was like, I can step back like I can do that. That's kind of what this job and positioning allows me to do. So I took the time instead of being forced to post something on Monday. And then this idea actually came to me on Monday and I thought again about, oh, maybe I should rush and kind of put this together. And I was like, no. We're going to do it from a much more calm and flowy state. And that's where I am now recording this. So I think it was almost a sign because I was able to come up with this topic for the episode by posting it at a much later date. So that's why we're posting it today, because it is the one. And before I continue with the episode, there is a second part to this episode, a little treat for you guys. So right after I upload this, I'm going to be uploading a 
meditation for the winter solstice. So usually the meditations are always under 15 minutes that I put on the podcast. So there will be an accompanying meditation that goes with this episode, which I want to keep this episode fairly short as well. I just want to give you the facts, kind of flow with it. And then you can put on the meditation this evening if you feel up for it or just during this week. It's always a really nice one to come back to. We'll talk about the themes of the winter solstice. They are pretty familiar. Um, A lot of nature has repeating themes, which I love. And the idea of like a new moon cycle where the moon starts from the darkness and kind of builds up to the full like fruition of something. And then after that, it begins again and you have a chance to like restart something. That theme comes up a lot in nature it comes up in the seasons literally and it comes up in a woman's menstrual cycle as well like we have our inner winter our inner spring inner summer like we're constantly going through seasons and yin and yang kind of like one season complements the other and we have each season to complement each other and kind of be a whole you know same thing with astrology when people talk about like the 12 signs they each represent like little kind of ideas and representations of humanity. And the reason that if you focus on all 12 of them, you kind of create this whole well-rounded focus of like self-development and working on yourself. And the same thing with the seasons. They each have a different focus for a reason, because if you're putting all of your focus into one thing like year round and constantly, then you're not nourishing the other parts of you or the other parts of your existence and humanity that kind of need to be nourished sometimes. And we as people kind of favor things, you know, like some people love summer. Some people love to go, go, go. Other people love the coziness of winter and coming inward. And they love the fact that, you know, it's a time to slow down and all of that. And sometimes we're both. We like a little bit of everything. But by appreciating and having the seasons, it gives us the time to split up our time during the year to make sure we're kind of like hitting all those parts of us, you know. And it could be a little harder for some of us to slow down or speed up at different times, which is why, again, we have all of it. So the reason I brought up the nature is the winter solstice is it's basically a time that heralds a new solar cycle. It's representative of the start of a new solar cycle. And it offers us themes around rebirth, new beginnings, like a new time, very similar to like a new moon kind of vibe, you know? So we're encouraged to pretty much make peace with like the dark moments that have come up over the year. It's a good time to reflect and know that the things that like we go through lead to rebirth. So a quote I found that I kind of really like to start this episode with is, just as we plant the seeds in the dark soil of spring, we set intentions during the season of darkness and trust that they will find light. So this, again, is a good time to go inward, focus on yourself, maybe focus on what you want to do in the future, not taking the action yet, but using this time of like quiet and planning and reflection to kind of redirect. So that's pretty much what I would say this is the winter solstice is a time where we can find rest. We can find reflection amongst the chaos of the holiday season. You know, it's right before the end of the year where there's Christmas parties and there's New Year's and all of that, which they all have their own themes in society, especially New Year. where Everybody's like New Year, New You. And it's very like future oriented and go, go, go. So this is a really good time to pull back and focus on yourself, not focus on others, focus on what you have to do, but focus on where you are. And maybe where you want to go, but not 
having that anxiety of like jumping into it, you know? So again, themes of rebirth, themes of new beginnings, and just as the darkness of the solstice, because what the solstice is, it's going to be the shortest day of the year, the longest night. And then after the 21st, the days actually do get longer. So this marks the point where, you know, in depending what hemisphere you're in. So if you're in like the, the part like where the East Coast is in the Northern Hemisphere, we have the... September gets a little darker and October gets a little darker. Ironically, November into the beginning of December is going to be the time where it's the darkest because leading up to the 21st is going to be the darkest night. And then by the 22nd, it slowly starts to get lighter and lighter until you get to that spring where the days get longer. And then we come to our spring equinox and summer solstice and all of that. So this is actually kind of a cool time. This is the darkest it's going to be, the shortest it's going to be. It really does only go up from here. So that's like a way you can represent. So again, it's the beginning of a new solar cycle. It's going to be the shortest day of the year. It's going to be the longest night in that sense of darkness. So you can use that theme to go inward. So just like any self-care practice, anything you hear me talking about, the word compassion will always come up. In meditation, we're trying to be compassionate with ourselves. Like, yeah, we might notice our thoughts, but we don't want to like start shaming ourselves or feeling guilty. So a lot of the times um, when we're doing like forgiving or we're doing setting new intentions and thinking about the old version of you and how you want to move and grow, try to look at it from a place of no judgment. So you can use this time to reflect on the the quote unquote darker moments, maybe the things in our lives that we have learned from this year or growth from um, without judgment, knowing that they often do lead to growth and transformation when we go through these periods of change that sometimes it's cool to reflect on them, even though like you don't want to, but we're doing it without judgment. So trying to pull back from that place of judgment and using everything you've gone through as a tool. That's the best way to look at it. And time heals with situations. So sometimes if you hear a person say that and you're like in the right part of something happening in your life, it sounds almost like toxic positivity where you're like, girl, no, (laughs) I would do anything, but like I want to judge. And it's okay to have those human emotions and those periods come up. But then in the future, don't judge yourself for judging yourself then, you know, it's okay. So just looking at things, trying to look at it from that subjective point of view, not being too one-sided with things, which meditation does help you with this, like training yourself to look at your thoughts on a daily basis. If it sounds like something that's hard for you, it's, it's going to be hard for a human anyway. Like that's how our brains are wired the complete opposite way. But, um, taking the time to meditate during your week will help you with your self growth because it's going to help you look at things from a non-judgmental standpoint. So we can use this time as an opportunity to go inward. We can do journaling. I'll give you some prompts in this episode and in our meditation. We can engage in self-reflection, again, to recognize patterns and to redirect our energy for the new year. So think of this as like a pre-New Year's, you know? New Year's, we're looking at ways we want to go forward. We can use this time to check in on what we went through this past year and, again, redirect that energy so for the new year, you're actually ready to go. And by changing our perspective on darkness and winter, because, you know, I am not a winner girly like do not even get me started <laughs> but by changing our perspective on this notion of the darkness and the cold and the winter and embracing the stillness that we have right now in this period of time we can create the space for a fresh new start and the realization of our goals and our dreams so it's representative of the full moon kind of you know when you're like you need to have that releasing period 
to make room for the new. That's kind of what this is. So it is a time of rebirth, but we can also reflect at the same time, which is beautiful. You know, it's like a two part thing. So it's associated again with themes of rebirth and new beginnings. And in nature, you can also see this pattern. So I did mention like the women's cycle and the moon cycle a few times. But think about it during winter, like the plants and the trees, they appear dormant, lifeless, like they lose their leaves. Everything looks kind of dry. But beneath the surface, they're they're still alive (laughs) and they're preparing for like new growth in the spring. So you can kind of use that as like a guidance, you know, like even though we're inside or we're going inside ourselves and taking the time to reflect, like we're still alive, like you're not stuck. You're using this time strategically, like plants have to hibernate. I think I actually did a reel on this. Um, Somebody else, it was somebody's like voiceover about how they did a study on the redwood trees in California where they injected them with this hormone that was very similar to like a cortisol spiking hormone where it made the trees not hibernate. And then throughout the year, like they died because they didn't go into that hibernation stage. They didn't go into that cocoon state where they go inward and just like, you know, take the time to conserve their energy and think about (laughs) the plants aren't thinking, but actually I think they are. We won't bring that up. We can go into trees another time, but (laughs) you know, using that time to conserve that period that they literally have for themselves during the year and without it they literally died (laughs) they full-on died so it's the same thing where beneath the surface they're preparing for new growth in the spring and that's what we're doing now too so in our lives like moments of darknesses or challenges often lead to again like I mentioned like growth and transformation and the tricky part is facing and embracing these darker moments so that we can find the strength to overcome them and emerge stronger, wiser, and pretty much learn our soul lesson so we can like move on from that. So the winter solstice reminds us that even in the darkest times, there's always potential for renewal and the opportunity to create a fresh start. And like I said, it's it's hard sometimes to not resist because <laughs> you know like when change comes up or if you, the idea of wanting to change like we want to resist sometimes but in the end I feel like the winter solstice can also show us or the changes in nature can also show us that change is literally inevitable just like the changing seasons and it's sometimes nice to just surrender instead of trying to fight it which is kind of how I started the episode when I said I wanted to do something else and I found myself like fighting so hard like I was like oh I have to post this like I was in a state of resistance you know like I was doing work but it wasn't coming from that place of I needed a break like I needed to surrender and let myself say okay it's okay I don't have to be pushing myself in that way I can still be doing things that are good for myself my business it's not like I wasn't working but I did it in a way where I allowed myself the time to surrender literally Sunday night like every Sunday night I'm always like stressed (laughs) night like really stressed because I feel like I've been able to manage that part of me but I also like besides my own work I work my job is in Hawaii and there's a time difference so when I'm in New York and Hawaii I'm always working for like New York stuff in Hawaii and then when I'm in New York vice versa so there's like usually a five to six hour gap depending on the time of the year and when I'm in New York Sunday nights it's like it's literally midday over there so I still have to be like doing work but for the first time I actually let myself watch a tv show and like relax so that was really nice and I do care for myself and give myself periods of self-care because I know I cannot be sustainable without that but I've noticed I noticed that like this weekend I was like girl you never 
actually chill on Sunday nights. Like you're always doing work at like seven, eight, nine, and then it's just getting so late and then it pushes my bedtime back. And I am a fan of sleep and the benefits for your body. And I noticed the past two weeks I've been sleeping fine, but I did notice Sunday nights I was pushing myself because I do work for the podcast like two weeks ahead on Sundays. And then I'm also doing work for my job. Anyway, I just surrendered to it. Part of me was itching to like record it. And I was like, no, let's surrender. Let's just embrace the fact that I need the rest. Cause if I don't rest now, then I feel like the whole week will topple over and I'm glad I rested. So that's just like a really weird synonymous kind of, um, correlation. I thought from this episode theme to actually how this week went. So take it from me. Sometimes we need to have that time so that we can start fresh. So I'm going to share a little bit about the winter solstice, um, more of its like historical and culture significance as well. And then after that, um, we can go into how to embrace resting and reflecting. And I'm going to give some examples on how to do that and then how to integrate those practices into your daily life. And then again, we have a real literal practice in the next episode that should be up immediately. If you're looking at this, it should be right above it. Um, the winter solstice meditation. So let's get into the first part of the episode where we're going to talk a little bit about the tradition behind it. Most of the episode is just going to be the practical steps, but I don't want to give you like two or three minutes of background on the winter solstice because it's really cool. Okay, so diving into a little bit of the historical significance of the winter solstice. So as an actual event, like I mentioned with the shortest day of the year, what's happening is it's like a new solar cycle is what they call it because it's basically, uh, what would the phrasing be? An astronomical phenomenon, I'd say, that occurs annually. So it happens every year and the earth is going to be, its axle tilt is going to be furthest away from the sun, like the way it tilts. So it results in the shortest day of the year and the longest night of the year, again, depending on where you are in the world, because if you're flipped and you're on the other hemisphere, we're Australia is it's the opposite so for this side of the world it's the winter solstice because the earth is turning away from the um sun basically but it is culturally and significantly known as a few different things so it's been celebrated by various cultures throughout history um it's not just like a religious thing because I know some people do tie it to religious stuff but that has to do with different cultures taking on this hot this solar event and turning it into different things but I'm going to talk about that and I'm going to talk about some of like the fun things that people do so it's not totally religious it's literally just a solar event that happens but cultures took it as like a really big milestone because you know how like not that you know how because I don't know either but like back in the day like all these it was so cool like I'm so fascinated by like you know like the Mayans and the Celts and the Romans and the Norse and like all their cultures and how they were really in, in tune with the stars and space and how like their farming cycles, they knew like lined up with the moon cycles and the stars and the sun and so cool. So again, it's marked as an important milestone and it symbolizes in a lot of cultures, the rebirth of the sun. And that's why oranges are actually used a lot in um, winter solstice celebrations because like a cut orange looks like the sun. So there's a lot of activities and a lot of things that involve like sliced oranges. They'll make like garland out of it. So like they'll dry out oranges traditionally and then you can like string it onto garland because it looks like the sun. And then um, orange like in the wintertime, like any sort of Christmassy dishes that are like orange spicy that actually comes from this. 
So like orange as a seasonal ingredient comes from the fact that a sliced orange <laughs> looks like the sun and it was symbolized as that. And then they make simmer pots sometimes where oranges are like a really big ingredient along with like warming spices and stuff. So many ancient civilizations, um, like I mentioned, the Celts, the Romans, the Norse, they had rituals and like different festivals to kind of honor the solstice um, because of each culture they have different names so yule like a yule log is the norse mythology version so the solstice in norse mythology is known as the yule and usually they'd celebrate with like big feasts and bonfires and they would exchange gifts which you can see where the, that kind of ties into the christmas culture as well but yeah that's where yule comes from and then even in china they would celebrate so in east asian cultures mostly in china on um, the winter solstice is known i'm gonna mispronounce it I didn't do the research. I just know the name in my head. <laughs> it's like um, Dongzai, Dongzi Festival. Um, I want to do research on it because if I mispronounce it, I literally have no fact. I'm just speaking into the mic right now, but I do know the spelling of it. I just don't know the pronunciation. But um, basically, same thing. They would have a feast and like families would gather. And I know they had this like rice ball dessert that they would eat. And again, it kind of represents the sun, like the ball element of it. And then even in the Inca culture, which is from South America, they had a festival that would celebrate their sun god. So you can see a lot of the sun being used in this to return, the solar return, the big cycle of the sun. So the sun is important. So it's kind of like when we do the moon cycle, but this is a celebration of the sun coming and going in a sense. Not that the sun ever does that, but how the days get longer and things. Another cool fact I just wanted to mention before we go into the practical things, Stonehenge is associated with this winter solstice because I don't know it's becoming a tongue-tie sometimes when I'm saying solstice and Stonehenge in the same sentence I caught myself there but basically you know Stonehenge is a monument in England and during the solstice the alignment of the stones allow the sun like when it rises to go directly through the center of the monument which is reminding me of Outlander so but I think Stonehenge is cool because Stonehenge is associated with the um, solstices. Again, kind of like the symbolic and spiritual meaning that I mentioned, um, the same thing where it's a reflection time period of renewal and opportunity for personal growth. I just put notes down that I want to mention besides it being symbolic, spiritual meanings are pretty much the same. And the darkness basically represents like a fertile growing point where like new things can emerge. And today, like people do celebrate the solstice, um, even in yoga, a lot of the times because it is a sun practice, um, people will do 108 sun salutations, which is usually done on the summer solstice and the winter solstice to kind of celebrate it in a sense, to kind of connect to that energy of the solstice. So you'll notice maybe there'll be like gatherings or like candle lightings or different ways in a yoga class where they'll do like sun salutations during this time because of that. So that's a little background on like the festivities and all of that, but we can go into ways that you can honor it. So like I said, we're reminded of the darkness, that it's not something to be feared or avoided, but rather a necessary part of the transformative process. So again, embracing the darkness and allowing ourselves to rest and reflect and almost release, kind of like in a new moon and a full moon cycle where we release on the full moon. It's a time to release and reflect so we can embrace our growth and our transformation. So these natural cycles teach us that dark comes from light 
And that introspection actually comes from renewal, if you want to think about it that way. So we can gain a deeper understanding of transformative power that we have by kind of leaning into these natural cycles in a way. So now let's tie this in. Why does this matter? <laughs> why does this matter to you? It's the holiday season. You might be busy. And why and how does this apply to you? So I want to talk about how taking the opportunity to pause and replenish ourselves and restore balance in our lives is important. So I'm going to give you a few little bullet points that I wrote up on why it's important. And then we'll move into some other practices that we can do and integrate plus the meditation. So think about it when we're constantly on the go and like caught up in the busyness of life, it can be challenging to gain clarity and perspective, which is why kind of pausing and coming to the present moment is always important. And why I always preach about meditation, even though I know some people like follow me and they're here for like fitness stuff. And I'm like, but are you present? Because if you're on the go, go, go and always thinking about the future or thinking about ways to like escape the past or improve in the past and you're not being here and now, you can kind of forget what you're working towards and your mind, you know, it's, it's not made to be switching in and out like this. And well, it is made to do that, but I mean, it's not made to like, our focus is all over the place sometimes. And we can forget what we're even working for or why we're doing something, or if an idea that we even have is even ours. So by slowing down and engaging in rest and reflection periodically during your day, during your year, we create space to clear our minds out and basically gain a fresh perspective. So it's almost like a little reboot. We need to do it every now and then, yin and yang. So this allows us to see things more clearly, help you evaluate your priorities, and also help you in the future kind of train your brain to make informed decisions about your path and moving forward. So this does help you move forward. If it seems hard to you or you can't formulate taking the time to do this, no, it helps you. It actually trains your brain over time to be better and smarter, retain more information. And the more you do it, the easier it's going to be. Another thing is the idea of setting intentions and goals. This is a really good time to set the intentions and the goals for the upcoming year. I know we have the New Year's <laughs> wave coming in two weeks where people will be talking about that, but we can use it as a time to look at, like I said, the humps that we went over this year, the good, the bad, all that stuff and set the intentions for maybe where we want to go next year. We can think about it, you know, and New Year's isn't even real, <laughs> but um, we can think about it here and now, you know, and taking the time to rest. I keep saying this, but I'm going to keep repeating the same types of words because I want it to stick. Taking the time to rest, taking the time to reflect, we can connect with our inner desires and our aspirations. These things come up when you allow your state to kind of, when you allow yourself to kind of go into that like flow state and slip into like relaxation and creation, all these things. That's when your, your, your real self starts to emerge. When you take that pause, when you take that nice pause and allow yourself, and it doesn't mean just like sitting, I'm not telling you to stay home and just watch Netflix. Rest can happen in so many ways, but taking that time to focus on yourself and the self-care aspect of it, that's when your inner desires can come out. That's when you can actually remember things and realize things and your aspirations can come up. So this time of introspection helps us to set these meaningful intentions and create goals that actually align with your values and your aspirations, which again ties into a strong foundation for more progress if that's how you want to view it. Another thing it does is it helps us find inner peace and balance. So it can help you find and almost tune into your inner self and listen to your needs, nurture your well-being, and this obviously is going to help you reduce stress, find inner calmness. What's another word? Harmony, you know? 
taking the time is so important to do this. And the last point I want to say is tying back to what I was saying in the beginning about natural rhythms. I have been sprinkling in a lot of things about cyclical living in my episodes, in my content, because it's so cool. And I've noticed such a shift literally in my life, allowing myself to kind of ebb and flow with natural cycles. I You can do it as a woman by leaning into your cycle, but you can also tune into different parts of nature to do it just like literally the sun. That's what we're doing right now. So sinking into the, your natural rhythm and letting yourself explore, you know, the high of this and the low of this or the time where you can be a little go, go, go and pull back. It aligns you with like the natural flow of the universe. It teaches you to trust and surrender and release, which are some of the hardest things to do, even if they sound easy. If I'm telling you to rest, sometimes surrendering control is one of the hardest things to do. And this trains you to get stronger at that and better at that and helps bring a sense of harmony and connection to not only you, but to you and the natural world, which I believe when you're more connected with the natural world, like your intuition is stronger. Things just seem to align, like your happiness kind of goes up. So there's a lot of beautiful things that can come with taking the time to go inward and really reflect on the year, reflect on yourself with no judgment training yourself to just kind of use this as a reflection and a tool and the meditation that I'm posting will help guide you through that so some ways that you can tap into rest and reflection especially among all the holiday chaos um, I'll list them out but then I'll talk a little bit about it scheduling intentional downtime into your routine especially within the next two weeks or so Um, I know some people do get time off work depending on what you do Give yourself an artist date. I've talked about it in other podcast episodes, but giving yourself a day to go do something that truly lights you up. You can reflect a little bit to find out what that may be, whether it's exploring a new place, going to a new restaurant, taking yourself to, it could be a spa date. It could be like a self-care kind of thing like that. But self-care is just taking the time for yourself to do something that's going to ignite your spark, you know? So maybe doing that or maybe downtime for you isn't going to do something but it's staying in you know and I can list off a million things whatever's coming up in your head about a night in in your room or a downtime like taking a break between something that you usually hustle in between think about how you can schedule intentional downtime into your routine another thing would be engaging in journaling or self-reflection practices I am posting that meditation but I'm also going to be posting some stuff on my Instagram so if you're listening to this live not live but like today go check out my instagram i'll post some self-reflection practices there as well the next thing is again setting intentions and goals for the upcoming year but using it as a time to build off of what you learned this year so not just like the crazy goals and things that we always do but look at like what you want to improve from from a place of compassion a mindfulness and meditation practice is always going to help you out in this department And another thing would be connecting with nature and embracing the stillness of the season, which can be hard depending on where you are, at least an idea. But I'm starting to, I'll go into a little bit um, when I hit that point, but like getting sun in the winter was something that I always found (laughs) really hard um, because I know going outside is always good to get like sunlight on your skin, but I hate the cold. I hate the cold. I haven't said it. I've been talking really highly about winter, but your girl's not a really real winter girl. I have been hiding from 
the winter. I've literally, I've been running. I've been chasing the sun. I didn't have a winter the last year. I was in Hawaii and I'm on and off going to be in New York and Hawaii this winter. So not looking forward to the cold, but like I said, surrendering is good. But connecting with nature, finding a way to still enjoy my time outside, still going on walks, still getting sunlight, still sitting outside and like giving myself that time and finding the beauty in it. I've noticed I've actually become a lot more at peace. I don't walk around, even though I just said it, <laughs> if I don't really walk around too much and say I hate winter because I'm starting to embrace the beauty in different things in the winter. So embracing with nature. So like I said, with the scheduling intentional downtime, we can go back through these five Set aside specific time. When it comes to setting goals or setting ourselves, telling ourselves to do something, if you ever heard of SMART goals, the first S stands for specific. So getting really specific on what that means because a lot of the time we overlook our, the artist dates in that book that I was talking about, um, The Artist Way. She says, it sounds easy, like go take yourself on a date. And it's the one thing we'll avoid doing because we can't rationalize like making the time for ourselves or we just keep putting it off. So setting aside specific time in your schedule for rest and reflection, just like you would schedule in a meeting or the fact that you're going to use this for a work block, setting time in your schedule once a week, at least for rest and reflection is going to help you actually get that done and not overlook it. And this can be as simple as dedicating a few minutes in the morning or the night to just a meditation, doing breath work or doodling anything. It literally could be whatever you want it to be, but setting time aside specifically is going to help you get it done. Journaling again, it can mean anything to you. I felt like my journaling journey for the first two years, I, I loved prompts. I needed guidance. I loved guided. I didn't want to think. Give me the question. <laughs> I'll give you the answer. Give me the question. Currently, I find that I am liking a lot more free writing and that prompts are actually harder for me to do when a year ago it was the complete opposite. So I'm not forcing a journaling technique on you, but the idea of doing any sort of self-reflection, taking time to write down your thoughts, letting the pen hit the paper or your notes to notice your emotions, your reflections, your thoughts, it just helps you dive deeper into your inner thoughts. Like I was saying in the last section, like taking the time to pause can actually help us realize where we really are because we do get caught up in things a lot. And me speaking from where I am, I'm not speaking from like an above position. I'm in the same spot where sometimes I feel like I'm in this spot where I'm very aware, my intuition's feeling good and I'm feeling like I'm knowing myself. And then within two weeks I can get caught up in something and be like, yo, we gotta, we gotta step back a little bit, you know? And then I'll do a meditation or some practice and I'm like, oh, that's so nice that I was able to notice that this is a pattern that I'm seeing. And like I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, I'm able to notice things a lot quicker because I've been like, you can look at it in so many different ways. You could say training my brain. I could just say le I'm leaning into my intuition more, like whatever you want to call it. But the more I do these things as the years go on, I'm finding it easier to kind of come back to being aware, to noticing patterns and being okay with it. And I know we were on the journaling and self-reflection point. I do want to say one thing because I know in my podcast, I talk a lot about self-development, but like, I never want you to like beat yourself up about this. That's why I mentioned compassion. Um, you're not like a project that needs to be fixed all the time. I know sometimes self, self-care and all that, like it, it feels like we have to like, there's always something we're working on. And even though I'm always talking about it and I'm kind of open with what I'm working on and how to work on yourself 
just remember it's okay to just be and even though we're journaling and reflecting and if things come up like you are totally okay as you are and taking the time for yourself is the act so even if something comes up in your journaling you can use it as a tool but you don't have to deal with it right now like you can leave it in the journal and come back to it when you want you know and that's how I've been looking at things it's like even if you are like a quote-unquote like oh I'm a work in progress yeah but like you can totally take vacation time from working on yourself like you don't have to always be at it because like there's never going to be we're not looking for something outside of ourselves like everything's already in us like we're already whole and complete and we don't always have to be in that like go 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 even though I'm giving you ways to kind of like audit yourself have that awareness sometimes our mind will secretly slip into that go 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 mentality with our self-development so just remember you can always be like okay cool I got the awareness I'm feeling compassionate for myself but we're gonna hit pause here and you don't have and you can come back to it if you want you know that's how I just wanted to mention that because I do know like a lot of the things I share are like tips and tricks but you don't always have to be working like every day you wake up and you're like oh like I need to improve myself like you are perfect the way you are and everything's inside of you and over time yes you can improve and have that action to do so but you are great just as you are. So just remember that because sometimes when you're in these topics, I feel like that is maybe something you can journal about. That's something I've gone up and down with. So just wanted to mention that. Um, Again, the attention setting was the third one I mentioned. So reflect on what you want to manifest, what you want to achieve and write them down. Just like taking the time to write down your thoughts or scheduling and your schedule, write them down to kind of solidify your commitment you know, um, practicing a mindfulness and meditation routine. There's no right or wrong way. I'm literally in a meditation training course. And yeah, the guy that's doing the course is very like, this is the way I like to do it. But then I've explored other ways and that's the way it is, you know, whether it's taking a few moments to sit quietly, focus on your breath, cultivating some sort of presence, awareness. That's all you got to do. If you can meditate for a minute, have compassion and do it. Then the last thing, um, connecting with nature, I would just say observing the beauty of the nature that's around you, no matter what season it's in. It helps you find the beauty in different things in life, you know, whether it's taking a walk or just looking at trees. I've noticed a real beauty for like pine trees when I'm in the wintertime because I can see them a lot better because there's other trees that are gone and it helps me see the pine trees more. Whatever practice you want to do, there's also a lot of stuff online to help you with mindfulness in the winter. Feel free to dig into that because it's kind of cool to look up different ways and techniques that can help kind of switch your mindset, especially if you are a winter hater like me, unfortunately. But like I said, getting better with it, especially with these things. Um, I think that's basically it, the overview I wanted to go into. I just wanted to bring this point up today. Maybe it resonates with you today to take this time. Maybe you can take time this weekend. I know we're going into the Christmas season. Just making the time for yourself, maybe using it as a tool, using nature as a tool. And I do have the guided meditation that I'll post if you want to go into it right now or if you want to save it, text the link to yourself so you have it tonight. That can be your commitment so you make sure you do it. You can just like, boop send that link over and yeah um I think that's it from me I don't really have too much to do or add on to here or promote or anything like that but I just want you to take advantage of this time you know to find stillness to set the intentions and to approach the new year with a grateful heart an open mind and compassion for yourself and I'll see you soon